0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. And let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I'm your host. Josh. I keep calling it the Bengals Sports Podcast. That's not what it is. Bengals. Chill. There it is. That's what it is. This is all brought to you by fansided.com. Go over there. Read my blogs. On the stripehype.com side, it's the Bengals side. It's all the same stuff. So just go over to Fanside and you can find all the blogs that you want. Any sports, any topic, anything. Over there, fan-sided, they do great stuff. So, this has got to be the most excited I have been ever to do a podcast by myself. And we are doing this off of the heels of probably I would say the biggest win of the Bengals season so far. The Bengals, the Bengals win in Denver 15 to 10, a knockout, drag out, gritty performance. By your Cincinnati Bengals, it was not pretty whatsoever. It was not sexy at all, not sexy at all. But they found a way to get it done. Let's break that down here. So I was a little loud there. I'm I'm hyped. I, I'm hyped. I mean, I think just we're we're gonna go through this game, and, and you know, there were a lot of really not disappointing, but frustrating parts of the game that we need to get to as well. But I got to say, just watching the Bengals go out there and win a t- game like this. Like a knockout-dragout game. Your offense, nothing's moving. It's cold out. Well, actually, it was 60 at uh, kickoff in Denver in December, which is strange. But that being said, hostile environment. Their defense is playing lights out. It's just you're fighting for every yard. And the Bengals just made more plays down the stretch than the Broncos did. The Broncos relied heavily on their run game. Heavily on the run game. I mean, uh, Teddy Bridgewater going out early in the game, which, which again, prayers to him. I, I've been watching him since college when he would play UC and tear us up. So um, I uh, hope hope he's uh, doing okay. I believe the last report I heard, I think it was a concussion. So, yeah, I think he'll be okay. Uh, and then Drew Lock comes in. Drew Lock was, was slinging the ball on, on Denver's touchdown drive. The Broncos uh, looked pretty good, and Drew Locke looked okay. But the Bengals weathered the storm. They figured it out the defense only let up a field goal and a touchdown for an entire game that's going to get it done in the nfl and the bengal's offense while it looked frustrating looked like they couldn't get the you know get movement couldn't do much of anything were driving and installing they still found a way to score a touchdown when after denver scored the go ahead touchdown you're thinking oh no this is this is not looking good but the bengal's they are so this team is so resilient and this team n- can be down late in games, and they can still just be like, all right, we got to go score. That's what Joe Burrow said in his post-game press conference. Is that just like when Denver scored, they kind of looked at it. Joe's like, all right, yeah, now we got to go score. We're going to go take care of business. That's such a difference of mentality and mindset than we that we are used to in Cincinnati and with the Bengals specifically. And I think obviously now, like, you're seeing the culture of, like, we're never out of a game. We're never going to be out of a game. We're always going to get it back to the end. And that's exactly what happened. Tyler Boyd, while he, he's kind of disappeared, not disappeared, but he, he has not has been effective as effective as he probably is used to you know, towards this part of the season, he's usually, you know, the number one, number two guy. Now obviously with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Tyler's probably around the three spot depending on uh, CJ Uzama's usage in the game. But when his numbers call it, it, gets it done. We went back to him over and over again on third down. And then obviously the long touchdown pass from uh Joey B to Tyler Boyd that won us the game. It'd be, it, it was, it's, when your when his number is called, he shows up. Let's still go back. I want to go back to the sequence of the game. This is what decided the game, and we're gonna go all into it. This is why I'm I'm so I'm so excited about this this game. Let's go back to the end of the half. The Broncos clearly look like they don't know what they want to do. They don't know if they want to attack it and go for the end zone, go for a field goal, run it out. No one really knows what they want to do. So. Eventually, they do get into field goal range relatively. McManus misses. What do we we all think? Take a knee, go into halftime, that's it, bada-bing, bada-boom. No, no. That's not what this team does anymore. Joe Burrow throws an absolute dot across the middle to Tyler Boyd. Again, about 20, 30 yards right into a 58-yard field goal for Evan McPherson. Legatron, Money Mac, call him whatever you want. Knocks it through. His second, or the first longest in Bengals history, his second of the day. He had a 53-yarder as well, making kicks. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why you draft a kicker. That's it, because that six-point swing won the Bengals the game. Six-point swing. It was huge. It was a huge swing in the game. Gave the Bengals life going into the lo- locker room because there wasn't there wasn't a lot of life going in there, and uh, and gave them life and, and pushed them towards the end. This, so I, I mean, the special teams showed up. Special teams had another a great game. I think it's two games in a row. The uh, special teams played played fairly decent. I mean, obviously, minus the Darius fumbles, Darius Phillips fumbles. That being said. So let's go to this defensive side of the ball. A defense, a linebacking room that is absolutely riddled with injuries. And Joe Bocci went down again. He's got a torn ACL. He's going to be out for year. That's another blow uh, to the Bengals. But th- their ability to step up and Ann Rumo's ability to readjust to injuries is, is something that is is like really like, wow, like one injury doesn't kill this entire defense. Like we still can stop them. DJ Reader, uh, BJ Hill, Josh Dubo, all the, the tackles had themselves an impeccable game. They well the the Broncos I believe they racked up 130 rush yards, but the longest rush yard I'm sorry, the longest rushing play was I believe 14 yards. That's pretty that's pretty good. And then also on top of that, you hold them to a touchdown and a field goal and that's it. That is pretty damn impressive.
1: And then obviously
0: you go to the game winning play That Khalid Kareem created, which was, which is incredible. Uh, He goes in. That, by the way, yeah, that is the the. I mean, like I, I, that's about how how I thought that play was going to go. Rips it out of Drew Locke's hands, which again, I think they gave him an interception. I want to say, but I, I don't know. Runs it all the way down, fumbles it. Thank God they called him down. I thought he was down too, but and that's something that. Uh, I, I want to address, is, is Khalid Kareem making that place Because not only was it huge for the game, it's huge for the entire um, Bengals organization to be able to have – I mean, Khalid Kareem, I believe he was our second-to-last uh, draft draft pick um, from that uh, 2019, 2020, where, where Joey B was drafted, um, that draft class. He was the second – and, you know, he doesn't really – you wouldn't think he'd be making plays. Now two years later, he's making plays. He big time plays. It, 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 game winning plays. And that's something that the Bengals organization and Duke Tobin should really be taking pride in themselves of getting something like that right. Uh they got Khaled Kareem right because for a long time, like we've had we've had first round draft picks just be terrible. Now two years in a row, these two draft classes, they're doing pretty good. Khalid Kareem is doing it. it You're really good. I want to see him get more snaps. Obviously, he's hurt. I believe he suffered a concussion. I think it's pretty mild. So he may be able to be back next week or the week after, which would be great. And then another player that I got to say from that draft class that was the last pick of the draft, linebacker Marcus Bailey gets his first sack, goes out there, controls the defense, just controls, brings a calm. He knows what he's doing out there, prepared. Uh, again, this defense it holds the Broncos to 10, 10 points. Excuse me. Now, I know the Broncos' defense is not great. or I'm sorry. The Broncos' offense is not great. Their defense is, is I think, elite. Their defense is really good. Um, their offense isn't, is nothing special or anything right on about. But in the NFL, 10 points, holding the team to 10 points is going to win you the game most of the time. Except for if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Anyway... That being said, there's not enough praise that could go around to the defense. Um, this game, Eli Apple had himself a hell of a game. Uh, locked, locked the uh, locked his receiver down. Didn't give Jared Judy any breathing room, which was great, it, it, phenomenal. Four targets, and absolutely no uh, no catches. I mean, that's 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 gonna get it done, and. As a Bengals fan, you got to be really, really happy about that because Eli Apple for a long time when he was with the Giants and then I believe, Saints, I forget who he was before uh, the Bengals, but he really was not that guy. He was probably a second stringer type of guy but he's really really shown up in the past couple of games and you can't, can't can't be happier for the guy. I mean, and his Twitter game is undefeated, so it's honestly hilarious. So good for him, good for Eli, good for the defense, good for Luana Romo. He he deserves everything about this. If there was a um most impro- i mean if there was a most improved uh coach of the year award, it would go to Luana Romo. App 100% bar none. One more uh, player I want to talk about uh, that really shined in this game that I I really had a huge question mark on when he came into the Bengals organization up until this year, and this year he has played on his head, absolutely phenomenal, bought in, and that's Jermaine Pratt. Jermaine Pratt, 15 tackles, controlling the controlling the defense again at the linebacking position, coming in and w- while our linebacking room is is very sparse right now, and we're kind of feeling the effects of not going for Zach Cunningham uh, earlier and letting him get away. But that being said, excuse me, that being said, Jermaine Pratt had himself a a hell of a game. You don't talk about a most improved player from when he got here to where he is now. It's got to be given to Jermaine Pratt. I mean, he was a really big question mark. A lot of people did not know if he could play, if he actually like could bring it and be able to control a defense. And I got to say, he, He's playing really, really well. I trust him out there. I trust him to be out there for majority of the game. So, uh, again, kudos to to Luana Rumo and, and kudos to Jermaine Pratt. He's a guy that I didn't think was going to be able to stick, and he proved me wrong. So, I'm glad and I'm I'm, I'm very happy that he did because I love Jermaine. He he does a good job. Sticks his nose in there. He hits hard, uh, and he and he holds on to his assignments well. So, watch him the next game. He he plays the game the right way. Let's jump over to the offensive side because while there wasn't a lot of offense, obviously there was big plays that happened that in, needed to happen in order for the Bengals to win. I want to talk about Joey B, Joe, Brr, Joe shysty as trap house sports would uh, say. Joe shysty really showed his, you know, lived up to the nickname. Some of his QB runs that he had were, were just I- incredible, and it looked like that knee wasn't bothering him. It looked like he wasn't afraid to take a hit maybe here or there. It looked like he was going for that first down. He picked up a lot of third downs that was big, big for the Bengals and, and really kept drives alive, didn't force a pass when it wasn't there. He, w- he was much more protective of the ball, and you saw that. Bengals, zero turnovers. Again, a very clean game except for the penalties, which, that refing crew. Need. I'm I'm sorry, real quick, before we get back to the offense. That refing crew needs to be held accountable for how terrible their their performance was on Sunday. It was terrible. Like that was one of the worst refing performances I've ever seen. Absolutely garbage. I, I they they need to be held accountable. That at the end of the day, that it's it's facts. They need to be held accountable. So let's go back to Joe, Joey B again. Not a not an incredible game in terms of you know. Sexiness and, and, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns and such like that. I'm taking that straight from Joey B's uh, press conference. But he made the throws when we needed to. Had a lot of third-down conversions. I can think of three or four to Tyler Boyd that that were huge. Uh, Made plays on this with his feet. Escaped the pocket well. Um, I would say early in the game, his pocket awareness was not good. He was running. His ability to escape the pocket wasn't great. He got better towards the end of the game. And and he made a lot of plays. So, I I, again, Joey B, he does some stuff that you know, he's one of these. This is why you drafted him. He's one of these guys that's that may not throw three, four hundred yards a game, but when the chips are down and he needs to make a play, he's gonna get it done and he's gonna find a way to win. And and that's why you drafted that's exactly why you drafted Joe Burrow. And he does that, and he and he does he, he did exactly what the team needed him to do in order to win. And, uh, had one nice big play to Tyler Boyd and here we are and the Bengals are 8 and 6 in first place in the AFC North after the Browns lost last night which is which was brutal to them but at the end of the day AFC North so tight and we got quite the test coming up on Sunday which I can't wait for at any rate um, I, I wanna I wanna jump over to uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so let's jump to the end of the game here. And this this was a big big moment. Uh, third and eight, the Bengals got the ball, two minute warning, and uh, if the Bengals get the first down, it's over. Denver's got no timeouts. So the question came up: Is do you leave it in the hands of Joe Burrow, or do you hand it off and play defense? I said I would have let Joe Burrow decide the game and throw the ball. Maybe something safe, but something that he can decide to throw. And he and Zach Taylor decided to run the ball with Samaj AP right now. Again, you all know why I'm not a big fan of, of Samaj AP Ryan on third down. I just, I just, I, I can't get, I can't, I don't get it. I don't understand. it. But at that time, the clock runs, Bengals punt. Great punt, phenomenal punt from Kevin Huber, and um, four and out. Just like that, Bengals four and out of them, and, and it's over. Uh, but that being said, if the Bengals do run the ball and Denver goes down and, and scores a touchdown, the whole world would be calling for Zach Taylor's head there because it's the same thing that happened in the Niners games, the same thing that has happened uh, consistently or is, is letting Joe Burrow throw the ball, let him cook. And At that time, at the time, I said, you're letting Joe Burrow throw the ball here. You're letting him win the game for you. Looking back, I totally see what Zach Taylor's looking at. Now, while you know he's been burned for it in the past, what he did do was he 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 realizes just like, our defense is playing lights out. They have Drew Lock. Kevin Huber is going to pin him inside at least the 15 and they'll have zero timeouts to drive down the field and score a touchdown. So, I mean, okay, th- that, that makes more. It made more sense to run it in the Broncos game at that time than it did against the Niners in overtime. That's what I'll say. It made way more sense. So I, I, a lot of people are killing them for it, but I believe it was the right call. I believe there is still there is still some hesitancy to let Joe Burrow finish the game for you. Um now Joey has had some interceptions were questionable, but I digress. Uh but but overall, I would say that that's a that's a team win. That's a gut win right there. That's a gritty, gritty win. That's something that in the AFC North and the AFC, especially this year in December, you're gonna have to win like that. That's it. And good teams win like that. That's what happens when good teams win like that. Baltimore takes a loss, Cleveland takes a loss. I believe, Pittsburgh. yeah, Pittsburgh won, Pittsburgh beat Tennessee. So that, but all in all, like Bengals, right now control their own destiny, first place in the AFC North. You can go on, on Saturday or excuse me, Sunday and deliver the knockout blow to the Ravens. I don't know if Lamar is playing yet, I don't think it's been announced. I think Huntley's a good backup. We're going to have our hands full with them. Uh, the Browns, uh, Tim Maltz played well, but it seems like their entire team will be back next week. Uh, but, but to, I'll be honest, losing to the Raiders, Raiders, aren't a, Raiders aren't, aren't a good team. They are not a good team. Got a pretty good defense. They're not a good team. Watching them play like that. They're not a good team. And the Browns couldn't get it done. So when you look at the AFC North, Who's got the best roster? Who's got the best talent? Who's got the best team? It's the Bengals. It is. Uh, but that being said, the AFC North is full of really good coaches and gritty players and, play- and players that know that they're w- everybody in the division is one or two wins away from s- either sneaking into the playoffs or winning the AFC North. So everybody's, you're getting everybody's best shot. you got three AFC games down the stretch, two of them in the AFC North. you got Baltimore next week. Chiefs after that, after the Cotton Bowl, after UC wins that. And then after that, you finish up inside of Cleveland. I'm really hoping that we close this out before we go to Cleveland. I, I don't I don't want to close it out against them. I think that would be tough. I will say this. I do trust this team on the road. I, I trust the Bengals on the road. They do, I mean, they're five, they're five and two on the road. They're really, really good. On the road, so even if we have to go on the road, like let's say we get the wild card spot, we got to go on the road first round of the playoffs. I'm really not that that scared or worried about that. And I think the Bengals, this Bengals team could could absolutely 100% win that. Um, but then let's, let's so now let's look at expectation. Um, I mean, again, at the beginning of the year, ten and seven was was my pick, ten and seven to make the playoffs. A lot of people were saying that this team will get six, seven wins. But well, some of them said two and four two to four wins. Yeah. So uh proved a lot of them wrong. But I gotta say, if this Bengals team picks up steam and they, they just they make the necessary adjustments, they this team could very realistically go three and oh. They're better than Baltimore, personally. I think personally. Uh I think they can ch- catch the Chiefs off guard and win at home. You never know. You're you're at home. You, weird things may happen, especially if this team's starting to play really, really well in December and the Chiefs, you know, having to slip up. Bengals can absolutely win that game. And then they're a better team than Cleveland. That's that, that, At the bottom line, that's that's it. They're a better team than Cleveland. Uh, you stop Nick Chubb, you stop the entire offense, especially if Baker's shoulder is absolutely torn out of his socket. So anyway, so I, that, that's a lot that I got to say. I know it was a very quick, very fast game. So there wasn't a whole lot of flashiness, a lot of stuff that we like, need to talk to. And plus also if I'm by myself, I can just rattle through it instead of letting somebody else, you know, talk with me. So I kind of like that, but a lot of times I don't really like that. Honestly, if you have a comment, say, hey, I like it when you're by yourself or, hey, I like it when you have a guest on, let me know because that way I can make the necessary adjustments. I want to do whatever you guys want. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to the Bengals real quick. Uh, I would say Zach Taylor deserves a lot of credit for this game. He deserves a lot of credit. These guys showed resilience. They showed You know grit. They showed that they can win when nothing is going right, when stuff isn't going their way, when calls aren't going their way. This Bengals team showed that they can, you know, rise up and they and they can rise to the challenge and win. That's what you're going to need in December. That's what you're going to need down the stretch. That's what you're going to need in January, and that's what you're going to need to win games, important games. We have three incredibly important games down the stretch, but we will get to those when we get there tomorrow. Uh, me and my brother Brian are going to be back at it for the college football playoff show. We're going to be talking a little bit of Bearcats and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to go a lot of there. And, uh, and then on top of that, a- after that, we're going to pr- go live at seven. Excuse me. Sorry about that. The Thursday is going to be tough, but we're going to be going live at 10 AM with strawberry ice to uh preview this game against the rat birds as he likes to put it. So cannot wait to talk to him. Can't wait with, um, can't wait for uh Wednesday and it's gonna be a lot of fun it, it, it's gonna be great uh brick top coming through brick top brand new engaged guy I didn't know him uh one thing that is dope is play breakdowns doing the X's and O's well why don't well then you know what Thursday let's do some X's and O's there Bricktop. top how about that uh so there you go there I love suggestions great cheeks whatever send it to me I want to get better so at any rate Love all you guys. Let's go win the AFC North. Let's deliver the knockout punch to the Ravens and be done with it. Okay? All right. This is going to be live. Go to fansited.com. If you want to read blogs, if you want to read my blogs, go to stripehype.com. That would be great. All right. Have a Merry Christmas, y'all, or Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. If I forgot, I apologize about that. Have fun. All right. Love y'all. Peace. Hootay!